it's madness and it's just because of our our ego because we feel worthy and we feel powerful when we produce 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 that once you start to see that literally it's everywhere like our our wounding like our ego how it's driving literally everything yeah. you know from a war to a forest fire to a fight between friends it's this is you know the work again to liberate to awaken ourselves and to realize hey all the answers are are inside of me if i start liberating myself everything around us benefits Welcome to Openly Spoken, the podcast to help you show up, speak out, and be seen. I'm your host, Celia Antonio, women's empowerment mentor, mindfulness expert, and quantum self-love coach. Every week, you'll hear real and unfiltered stories from me and my guests covering topics around spirituality, self-expression, womanhood, healing, love, relationships, and more. My intention with this podcast is to help sensitive, spiritual, ambitious women fully step into their potential so that you can live a life you love with every cell and every fiber of your being. And I get that it's not easy to fit into a box. So I bring in a variety of topics to feed your multifaceted self. You can find me over on Instagram at selfexpressbabe and info on where to find my guests are always going to be in the show notes below. I am so grateful that you're here and I invite you to now set an intention, sit back, relax, and receive what is coming through to you on your headphones right now. Take what resonates, leave out what doesn't, and give yourself time to reflect. Thank you so much for being here. Now let's dive in. Hello, beautiful beings. Welcome to another episode of Openly Spoken. Today, I'm so excited to introduce you to my guest, Maraike Dejong. She is a coach and healer and devotes her life and business to guiding women through the process of their awakenings, reconnecting them to their divine feminine power, releasing their limitations, and creating a life they truly love from the inside. So total soul sister here. We're, we're here on the same path, and I love it, and I love this conversation. Uh, Maraike originally educated as a psychologist, and she was a corporate consultant for a decade. And she was successful by society standards, but then she realized she felt completely disconnected, not only from her career, but also herself. So Maraike moved through two deep burnouts, and that propelled her to rediscover her purpose, meeting her soulmate in the middle of the desert and rebuilding her life completely from scratch in a, new, in a new country of Tahiti. So in this episode, we talk about how burnout is a gateway to your awakening, how burnout can be an entry point to you completely changing your life. So we talk about the different layers of burnout, what questions to ask yourself while going through burnout. We talk about starting on a dream before you're ready, we talk about mean girls and the sister wound, and we also talk about divine feminine and masculine energy and how both of those are beautiful on their own, but really the, the magic lies in the union of bringing this together, bringing this polarity together of the gifts from the feminine and the masculine and how that can, that can like completely change the world, not only on a personal level, but from the macro level. And oh, I could talk about that for a while. <laughs> that's my, that's like the juiciest part of the episode. 
because that really dives into like with burnout, it really is all about this balance of doing what you know is po- is potent and important, but also honoring that you are in a body that has needs and you have a full life and there's more to your life than just work and what you do and what you can accomplish and things you can take off of a to-do list. So I'm really excited for this conversation. This is a very beautiful conversation. I hope that you enjoy. And without further ado, let's meet Mareke. Yay! <laughs> Thank you so much for being here with me. Welcome to the podcast. <laughs> Thanks for having me. I'm so excited to be here with you and with all of your listeners. Yeah. So I know that we want to talk about today how burnout can kind of be a gateway to an awakening. And that's like such a juicy topic. I'm really excited to dive into it. But I want to first get a little more like know you a little more and get a little personal here and have a little like goddess coffee chat time (laughs) yes let's do it and I'd love to hear about a pivotal moment in your life or something that you went through that kind of like shifted your perspective so many (laughs) there's so many and yeah gods I mean I guess the most obvious one for me to would be to say my burnout, right? Because um, not necessarily because of the burnout itself, but because I, it's been some years now and it brought me really on my knees. You know, it was mm-hmm. not the first time that I felt exhausted. It was not the first time that I felt that my body just could not go on anymore. And because of that, because it was not the first time and because I had so many stories in my mind that were saying like, I'm making an impact in the world. I'm doing what I love or so I thought. Mm -hmm. Um, Having this intensity in my body and this big of a breakdown really had me face down, you know, to the floor being like, something is not right. And no matter what happens, not this, like, I'm not going to do this anymore. And I think um, it's either Liz Gilbert or Glennon Doyle, but I think it's Liz Gilbert who has a beautiful little story about this, that we all get into this point in our life that we're just in the wrong place. We're in the wrong relationship, in the wrong country, in the wrong job, Mm -hmm. whatever it may be. And it feels so deeply uncomfortable and we may have zero clue of what it is that I do want or how am I going to get out of this or but she says it doesn't matter what matters is right now you know on the deepest level of your soul not this and even though a lot of things were right in my life it didn't feel right and I just knew not this this is not how I'm going to spend my life I'm not going to just recover a little bit from my burnout again And again, repeat the same cycle, not this, I'm not going to do it. So no matter what it takes, no matter how radical I'm going to get, not this. And Mm -hmm. that that changed everything for me, literally everything, my business, Mm -hmm. my love life, my, the place where I live, like everything, the the way I feel inside most importantly. So you had already started a business before this burnout. What do you think? Oh, you hadn't. Okay. 
Okay. No, I hadn't. No, I hadn't. On uh, fact, like I had kind of like a, a burnout a few years before that. Mm-hmm. However, I never really acknowledged it. I just quit my job at the time because it was not serving me. It was feeling like toxic. And I felt like, oh, that's the problem. You know, that's a bit easy to say that. Mm-hmm. But I left that place. Uh, however, I went into another place that was beautiful you know there were great people it's it's not about blaming them it was just my soul was already for long calling me to do something Mm, else like to save my own business yeah I was just great yet uh now thankfully I have (laughs) but I'm here yeah yeah that's also relatable too like I feel like we when we get to this point where we know that what we have in front of what we have in front of us, like whether it's the relationship, business, a job, we know that it's not it. And yeah. it can be very scary to listen to that. Very absolutely. terrifying because you don't know what's next. <laughs> exactly. Absolutely. And like, I'm a, I'm a psychologist, like I studied psychology one day and most of your listeners will probably know, like our subconscious is wired for the known right? Mm. A big part of our brain is wired to keep us safe. That's its job. It's not trying to fight us. Just like how our fears are not necessarily bad thing. They're not here to annoy us. They're just trying to serve us in a way that at some point doesn't serve us anymore, but they're trying to keep us safe. And to that part of our brain, safety means known what I know. And even if that might be a relationship that doesn't make us feel good, at least we know that we're safe and, you know, we know where our path is going to lead. And when we let go of that, we might end up alone. Or when we let go of that job, we might not make that money. Yeah. And that causes, you know, our subconscious and that part of our brain to go in overdrive and be like, no, 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 don't do this. So your mm-hmm. soul really needs to be really clear, like, okay, no matter what fears are going to come, I'm going to take them. Uh, hand in hand and I'm going to still do this because I know uh, not this mm-hmm. yeah so That's at least for me yeah yeah I'm curious what you did um, to step out of the burnout but first uh, I know that I'm going to record a little intro about who you are but first since we have people that are going to be listening to this let's talk first about like what you do online Yes. Ah, uh, yes. Good points. We probably should have started um, with that, but it's okay. <laughs> okay, we just go with the flow. Uh, yeah. Thanks for asking. I'm uh, so I'm originally psychologist. Then I went about ten years into corporate consulting before all of this happened and before I realized, you know, what I truly care about, what is my mission, why I'm here, what I, you know, what I want to wake up for every morning is to to help women to find their path in life. So I guide women basically through their awakenings in whichever way that may be, that can be spiritual, that can be emotional, that can be in different ways into their power, into their purpose, into their, their empowerment, where they feel again, this sense of, you know, I'm the owner of my life and I I trust the universe. I get to surrender to that. My desires matter. Um, Mm -hmm. And I, yeah, I love it. So I I work both with one-on-one as well as with, uh, with groups and um, I do it from Tahiti, from the complete opposite oh, side of the world. That's amazing. <laughs> yeah, I love it. I'm curious to know if if you can think back to like your first awakening and how that was. Mm, yes. That uh, was in the end of 
2012 and it was horrible <laughs> it's <was> really, really <laughs> horrible like i i was so confused i started feeling so many things like right now i would label it as i started becoming aware of energy i started mm -hmm. sensing myself and other people in different ways i started to have crazy dreams insights visions downloads as i would now call it but at that time i was in a job that i had just started after my studies And I was working like crazy and all of this stuff started happening to me. Mm. And I was just shit scared. And nobody around me had any clue. The doctor even said at some point, you know, I, I was, he didn't say literally the word crazy, but uh, <laughs> my, and my family started to worry about me because all of a sudden I wanted to go to do Vipassana, like this 10 day silent meditation. I didn't show up for Christmas because I was at, in Vipassana in, in Myanmar somewhere. And like all these things, these things started to unfold in my life, but I felt really, really, really alone. And mm. that's one of the reasons why I'm doing what I'm doing, because to me, it doesn't have to be that way. And when we, you know, when we create what we're creating right now here, you know, this place of sisterhood and what you have with your audience, where you, you get to share with them your expression of who you are everybody else feels so much more safe, right? To do that as well. And to, mm -hmm. to open up about whatever it may be that they're going through. It's okay. It's part yeah. of the journey. And yeah. when we do it together, it's so much better. So that first one was not exactly enjoyable. I have an eyelash in my eye. <laughs> oh no. Um, but yeah, I have an eyelash in my eye. I can't <laughs> see it. <laughs> So maybe it's some sort of awakening. Who knows? <laughs> Time for it. No rush. Um, But yeah, um, I, I, I don't know uh, what yours were like, like your awakening or awakenings, or if you would even label it mm. like that. But my first one was horrible. And those after I really learned to to flow through with them, to ride them, you know, and to, to open yeah. myself up to it because it can be a beautiful experience. Yeah. I think also like what you mentioned about like being showing up for sisterhood and like showing up here and expressing herself. That's a huge reason why I started this podcast because there's not really many spaces where people share the actual things that aren't really labeled as like positive and perfect and like filtered and edited. Exactly. So yeah, that's why we're here because when you can show up in your authenticity you empower other people to do that too. Exactly. And um, I, yeah, that's so true that like, if you're going through an awakening and you don't have someone else like modeling what that is and what that truth is, because it's, in my opinion, it's like you're waking up to the truth. And when you don't see other people or you don't have other people in your life yet that are an embodiment and a representation of that truth, you're like, I'm crazy. What's going on? <laughs> exactly and that's like when we are when we're going through this we start to disbelieve a lot of the things that we thought were true right like the yeah. world is like this or or i have to work hard to make money or how i create things is not like what you learn after maybe about manifesting how it's all mm -hmm. about trusting the universe trusting yourself how you can attract things in your life but when when you first start waking up to that it's like your whole everything your the foundation of what you thought was reality is being pulled out mm -hmm. from underneath you and when you when you have people who can catch you there and hold space while you go through all of that unbecoming like i sometimes mm -hmm. say you know like 
when a seed starts to sprout to the outside world, to someone who doesn't get that, it would seem like total destruction, right? Because mm, it's breaking yeah. open and mm-hmm. everything is like starting to come out. And if you're only surrounded by people who can only see that destruction, but they can't see that potential and that beauty that's being born in that moment, then you are going to think you're destructing yourself and you're going crazy. While in fact, you're tapping into like literally your purpose, just like with the seeds, mm-hmm. everything is already inside. There's nothing to go get or to, to chase or whatever. It's just about letting it come out and you need a safe space for that. Um, mm-hmm. That's one of the reasons why I started to do group group programs. Untamed is one of my group programs. And it, it, it was born because, I mean, the title is inspired, obviously, by Glenn Doyle's book, because I <laughs> felt like so many women in my audience were resonating with that book. But they did not know, like, how do I live that authentic life? How do I, how do I you know, express myself fully, like you say, beautifully? Mm-hmm. And all of my one-on-one clients, they were all at some point or the other saying the same, like, I feel alone. I feel misunderstood. I feel like I'm losing my old friends. I feel like, you know, I want to start a business, but I don't know where to start or like I even am capable. Yeah. But yeah, like you say, when we get to see each other in that, all of a sudden we we can wake up also to, whoa, if, you know, if she can do it that's not something to be jealous of. It's like, fuck, that means that I can do it too. Yeah, and yeah. then we can start to like lift each other up instead of being this competition that to me, often the corporate world that had me at least kind of caught in that world of competition and constantly trying mm-hmm. to be better than others instead of being inspired by others. It's so much more free and liberating to me. Yeah, so true because you can you can accomplish so much more in community. And even if like, even if your community is just your one-on-one coach, like she's holding space for you and she's mirroring back to you what you just said out loud. And when you hear your own words from someone else's mouth, you're probably like, wait, that's actually not true. Like it's (laughs) exactly, exactly. So true. Yeah. And something that you just kind of spoke to now, um, it's probably resonating with me because like I'm revisiting my own sister room stuff, Mm. the competition and the jealousy and stuff like that. And um, I think that's, that's also like what you just mentioned right now, instead of seeing it as something to be jealous of, you see it as, Oh, this is also possible for me. That's like an awakening that I feel like all women go through at some point, hopefully they Mm. all get to go through this. Because um, at least here where I live, I don't know if it's like this where you grew up, but like in movies, there's uh, like when I was in high school, the movie that was popular was Mean Girls. And like I grew up watching like my my mom loves 80s movies and like all of all of those 80s movies are like set in high school. And there's always like mean girls being mean to each other and stuff. And there's, I will tell you there was so much yeah, there. Sorry. <laughs> no, go ahead. Right. Was there. No, I just when you were saying this, what popped to my mind is that that I had some guy friends in college who were even talking about this and they had labeled it as what they called the light theory. And I was always like, light theory. They, they would be like, Oh yeah, that woman, light theory, right? Light theory. And I was like, What are, what are you guys talking about? 
And then they explained that they observed that most of the women they knew could not stand seeing the light in other women's eyes. Ooh. And I was like, what? That's nonsense, blah, blah, blah. And then later I started to realize like, fuck, yeah, we're all so jealous and we're all mm -hmm. feeling threatened by each other instead of, like we mm -hmm. said before, like inspired. And I think what you're, you know, what you're doing, what we're we're doing, because me too, like I'm still in process. I'm definitely mm -hmm. not finished. Like we're never finished healing. Yeah. In healing that sister wound, like the, the key is in one thing, connection. Yeah. Because when we connect with another Mm -hmm. we we will always really see like oh you know she also has pain and she also has fears and she also has something that inspires me and then you can see get to see the whole person and also share your own vulnerabilities of like oh actually I'm pretty stuck in this area of my life or I feel afraid in that area of my life or and then all of a sudden you know when we're connected and when we see the whole person and when we show our whole person, which is not the same as the one on Instagram, <laughs> then, we can, then we can like embrace also again, those parts of ourselves that might feel insecure or jealous and, and realize mm -hmm. actually the fact that I'm jealous is just showing me something that I desire. You know, the fact mm -hmm. that I see something that I want also. So it can be like an inspiration, but like you say, it's a, it's a journey and I'm, I'm also very much in it. Some days I'm super inspired by other women and other sisters and other days I'm like, she's further than me and why am I not there yet? And then I do the work on myself, right? That's the, that's the yeah. process. Yeah. It's a beautiful process. And you mentioned earlier too, something about like when you go through an awakening, you find, you can maybe find yourself losing friends and, uh, that's also been like a little aspect of the sisterhood wound of like realizing mm. what friendships aren't actually in alignment and gosh, it's so painful. It's so painful. It's, <laughs> it's really so hard to like, like friends that you've had since childhood and realizing like we're not healthy for each other. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, sucks. <laughs> absolutely. Yeah. I, I had it recently even mm -hmm. happen for the first time in my life that I had not just something like fading away, but an actual friendship breakup that I was like, wow, this is new. Mm -hmm. But it was, you know, it was needed. It was not, you know, flowing. We were not supporting each other. We were not inspiring each other as as we were supposed to, like as friends. Yeah. And mm -hmm. then at some point it's healthier, like just like a relationship, you know, it can be sometimes better to let each other go. Mm -hmm. And I've also found like with friends from, from childhood that, that sometimes when you let each other go, then some years after, like you, you can yeah. re-meet again and like rediscover each other. But when you, mm -hmm. when you're cling, when you keep clinging, it's like, imagine that you're, you're, you know, you're in a boat and you're, you're falling over. And then you're, if you're clinging to each other, then you're just both going to sink. But when you're like, okay, we're both responsible for our own selves our own lives our own you know rescue liberation and you go up to the surface then maybe yeah. one goes to the one side and one goes to the other side or maybe you swim back together again and you have a mm -hmm. new kind of experience but uh yeah i it can be hard for sure absolutely that's 
just I think also the um, the truth of awakenings you know it's you can only truly awaken in my perspective and get into your fullest expression uh, and potential when you see the the shadows right yeah. when you yeah. are willing to see the pain and the I think it's Jung, but I always get my quotes wrong, so forgive me if I'm wrong. But uh, he he says something like enlightenment is not about like sitting around and thinking about light and love and light, but it's about looking at the shadows and putting light on them. And yeah. by doing that, you know, things become lighter, you become more liberated. But when we try to not look at them and just push them in a corner and mm-hmm. just chant a beautiful mantra uh in the end to me that's not an awakening yeah it's, which is not to say that it always has to be hard or heavy it can be it can be fun and a beautiful process mm-hmm. just as long as we're open it's interesting too how like that's so commonly like if you take the whole human population it's so commonly like we don't like to look at our pain like we like to distract ourselves and we like to numb ourselves and because we think like how you said the mind has this like knowing the mind knows like oh that hurts so I'm not going to go there I'm going to stay safe over here but really from avoiding it like you're creating like a lifetime of pain a lifetime of being limited a lifetime of like dimming your light (laughs) exactly but when you can go through it (laughs) exactly then there's freedom on the other side and Mm -hmm. i'm right now like as you are working on your sister wound i am right now really in a really conscious process that whenever i get triggered i take my attention off of the trigger off of the you know what i may want to react to the outside world and really into my body and i feel like okay what's happening and that is fucking uncomfortable (laughs) because you know our again our brain our mind is the thing is, it's not just pain, but it is pain that is has been stored at the age level that it initially happened. So mm. I'm sure you know this, yeah. but your your audience, your listeners may not. Like when you're six and something happens that really is hurtful or where you think like, I'm not good enough or I'm being rejected or whatever it may be, I'm being abandoned then that pain for a little child is so overwhelming that mm-hmm. what our consciousness does, it kind of splits and it puts that in a little box behind mm-hmm. the door because right now we're not strong enough to, to feel it and to let that out. Mm-hmm. And that's actually great because as a kid, you are not strong enough to, to feel or to have that realization. So it's just a protection. However, our journey, like the awakened journey, the, the, the self-expressed babe journey is to express also that, right? To, to learn to realize, hey, actually today I am strong enough to feel that. Today I am strong enough to, to open that door, to let it pass out of my system, pass through my system and out. And then all of a sudden on the other side, you're like, whoa, there's joy, there's love, there's creativity, there's sexuality, there's whatever may may be there and we are all strong enough like everybody who's listening right now like you are 100 percent strong enough it's just sometimes we all need to be held by someone else while going through the process Mm -hmm. that's really helpful um yeah 
And then that can kind of take us back to how I was wondering earlier when you got burned out at your job after your training and, uh, when we get burned out and you got, you had your, you had your awakening and you were like, this is not it. How did you move forward from there? Mm. I mean, I think everybody who is or has been in like a really, really deep burnout knows that the first period, it's like 100% body. Like you, mm. you can't do anything. Like I would say body, like physical mental emotional and then uh spiritual mm -hmm. so first your body needs to regain its strength so i i slept i slept i slept i slept i slept as best as i could i i ate healthy i nourished myself i took supplements i i the days that it was there was a little sun outside and i could pull myself to it i would go for a walk in the park and slowly, slowly, I started to like be on my race bike a little bit, not push myself, like stay away from the push, push, push. I have to achieve mm -hmm. anything. Be really in my feminine, you could say, like in my feminine energy of being, 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 because I had been so long in doing, doing, doing. Only Me doing too. <laughs> I think I'm sure all of us in some way, because we're living in a society that's you know, mm -hmm. that is constantly demanding that of us to be productive. And, yeah. but um, yeah, so first the, 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 the physical part, and then I went, um, yeah, I went inside, you know, and I, I asked myself some deep questions about how did I end up here again, you know, but more importantly, what is it that I really want? Like, if I'm really mm. honest with myself, what is it that I desire? And I often say to my my clients when I ask them these questions and they're like, oh, I don't know, I don't know, I don't know, or they 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 panic like I would like some years ago. What the only thing that matters is that you, you know, that you you take a little stone of the dam in the creek, like you take a little stone, you let some water come through. Maybe you only know that's not this. Maybe after that, you only know like, oh, I would love to. Have more time for myself okay that's great maybe then you know like oh i love to listen to people you know i i, I want to listen to people today and maybe then you and then you know that water starts to flow and the, the dam mm -hmm. starts to break down little by little until at some point you realize oh my purpose is to you know to be a healer or a massage therapist or to you can there's nothing wrong with being an employee somewhere like i want to lead people i want to whatever it may be Mm -hmm. but starting small like uh is gonna is gonna open the floodgates right in the end yeah. for you to be more in connection with yourself and with your soul that's mm -hmm. how it went for me at least yeah and then <coughs> i'm sorry <clears throat> then um as the floodgates had opened i i met my my man my partner uh in the middle of a desert and then I moved my <laughs> entire life to the other side of the world and I had no more jobs. So I, I like, it was kind of like the universe was saying, okay, you know now better and better what you want. We know you're still afraid, afraid to start doing it, mm -hmm. but you have no choice because they speak French here. You don't get a work permit. You can only work for yourself. So good luck. <laughs> there I went. Like I had to, there was no choice anymore. So thank you universe. Otherwise I may never have 
the universe conspired for this. <laughs> I suppose so. And in the moment, you know, sometimes when the universe is doing something that is in the end in our favor, we can be pissed or sad or we can be like why are you doing mm. this to me or why can't is there no job or yeah but when you're able to see through that and just be like okay what is being asked of me right now mm -hmm. and take responsibility for that mm -hmm. always something beautiful is gonna come at the other end so true mm -hmm. yeah and i love what you said about like taking the little rock from the dam and as the little as the water starts to flow, it grows gradually. I think yeah. that's because like when you take an action, that kind of, that gives you like feedback. Mm. It gives you, it gives like, even if, that. even if like you decide to start a business, like my own business journey, I started as a graphic designer and uh, I was a yoga teacher before. And I knew I wanted to work with people with that same like intimate level but I didn't know how to yet. And I'm like, all right, I have graphic design skills. I'm going to help women express themselves by creating graphics for people who don't know how to do that. And um, with time, I kind of had the same message of you of like, this isn't it. And like yeah. taking, taking breaks and being like, all right, what do I really want? And it just came with, it came little by little. And it came with like, being scared like when I when I got the message that I needed to be a coach I was like hell no I, I can't do that <laughs> yeah I feel you absolutely yeah I mean I think you're so spot on like with you know when we act then then things move but I think yeah I'm definitely a recovering perfectionist or procrastinator maybe it's better to say it Simply because of, you know, I always say procrastination is just, or perfectionism is just a shield against vulnerability because you only want to show yourself to the world when it's perfect and when it's completely mm. ready. Yeah. But yeah. like you say, like when you don't act, you're never going to get that feedback and you're never going to know. And like, I've already changed millions of things ever, start, ever since starting my business. And I'm like what was I doing all the way at the beginning, you know, but if I wouldn't have done that, I would never have been here. And probably yeah. in two years, I'm going to be thinking the same about what I'm doing now. Mm -hmm. But it's, it's the point is just expression, you know, creating, expressing yourself where you are now. Mm -hmm. And that's going to lead you. Yeah. Into the next thing. I, because if you wouldn't have been that graphic designer, you would probably never be doing what you're doing right now. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Would have never gotten that message or that signal or. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Cause that so. was really like the push of like, you have these skills already. So start now with this instead of waiting. <laughs> so just if anyone's start. listening who wants to start a business, honestly, just start with the skills you already have. Exactly. Start before you're ready. Yeah. Which like start. Yeah, which is like such a cliche, like you hear it a lot on on the internet, but like it's so true. Yeah. And it's like, it's one thing to say it, but it's completely different to do it. So maybe That's we true. can share some like, it, would you have any tips for people to actually like get the momentum to go? Like if they're feeling their blocks or mm -hmm. if they're feeling like that perfectionism or procrastination? Totally. 
I mean, one is what we said already, put yourself in a space with inspiring people that support you, whether that is a coach, whether that is a group of sisters, whether that is a co-working space, whether that is a mastermind. To me, it changes literally everything because when we are in our stuff, procrastination, perfectionism, pain, not feeling good enough, our mind will throw anything at us to make us not do the thing, not do the thing. So sometimes we need others like that, you know, that girl who's also building our business or, or the colleague next to you on the next desk who, who's telling you like, hey girl, you said you were going to do this today mm-hmm. or, you know, we are going to record this and that today, no matter if we're both nervous, no matter if you're ready, like do, do the thing. Like to, to me that that is and has changed everything. And, and here in Tahiti, like for me, it was pretty hard at the beginning because I didn't speak any French, learning mm-hmm. little by little, but still could learn a lot more. Uh, so I didn't really also have that community over here. So at some point I was like, okay, I need that. I'm not moving forward the way I would like to. So I'm going to find it online. Like we live in mm-hmm. a world where anything is possible. And even when I'm telling myself the story, nobody gets me, nobody, that's just blah, blah in the mind. Like there are people out there that really get you and that really can support you. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, and maybe for you, that's your friends, your parents, your mom, your your coach, like it, it doesn't really matter uh that's one really important one and in, in line with that i would also say plan things you cannot get out of like for me uh you know making deadlines and 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 saying to people okay i'm i'm going to do that then for my style my personality that really helps me to be like okay fuck i said i'm going to do this i'm going to follow through on my on my word mm-hmm. Uh, so again, whether you say to your audience, you know, you're going to do this or this course or this masterclass, or you're going to post one post per week, if you're just starting out, doesn't really matter, but say to yourself and to others and, and have people, um, keep you accountable, mm-hmm. especially when you, when you're doing things uh, that you're afraid of. Like I remember the first time I was doing an online masterclass even though I, you know, I had been a consultant, a trainer, like I've, I've, I, I had audience of hundreds of people like physically in front of me, but there was a huge block in starting to do it online. And I made that deal with my coach. And if it would have been just me, like I would have definitely backed out of it. <laughs> uh, and now I love it. Like now I'm, 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 I'm excited. Like every time I, I plan something, I create something, I, I love it, but you need to go through that bump. So mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm sure you, you have other little bits of magic that that has helped you like to really get ready. But these are the first. That, yeah, or to, those are all great. Mm-hmm. I think also yeah. uh, I'll just add one tip is to ground yourself and to have like grounding mm-hmm. practices to just really like Absolutely. regulate your nervous system. I think regulating your nervous system is such a huge part in showing up as a leader. Mm-hmm. And even in friendships, like how you said, uh, find you can really find people who get you. If your yeah. nervous system is still in like, I'm not safe mode and you meet someone who gets you, you're probably going to be mm-hmm. like, this is too good to be true. <laughs> this isn't safe <laughs> or I'm not worthy of this. And um, I love that. Yeah. 
I love that you're mentioning that because also for for burnout or almost burnout or even right now, you know, I'm doing what I love and my soul is absolutely happy. And still, it is crucial for me to take care of my nervous system. Mm-hmm. Uh, crucial, crucial. And even last year, I've been on quite a journey with that. So you're, yeah, you're, mm-hmm. you're spot on. It's so, so important. And for me, on that nervous system piece, the yoga nidra, maybe you've heard mm-hmm. of it or you use it also, but for the audience listening, Yoga Nidra is something that sounds very active, but Yoga Nidra is basically sleep. Uh, yoga, so you're not moving, you're just lying down and someone is guiding you into a state between wakefulness and sleep. And it really, really, really brings you both into your body as well as into what we call homeostasis, like the state of your mm. body where your body knows exactly how to heal itself, exactly how to calm itself. You just need to help her to get in that state. And yoga nidra has been like my, my medicine. Like still almost every day, I take, uh, can be 20 minutes, can be 30, 40 minutes, uh, depends. I just plug my, my headphones in my ears, I lie down. And they say 30 minutes of yoga nidra is about equal to four hours of sleep. I, I won't be able to prove that, but to me, it definitely <laughs> feels like, a, yeah, medicine for the nervous system, like you say. Exactly. Yeah. I'm glad you mentioned yeah. that because that's a practice I haven't done in years. Mm. It's so powerful, though. Yeah. Yeah, it's like sometimes we take our different lanes and then sometimes we come back to stuff, right? Yeah. We evolve beyond it. But for mm-hmm. me, it's one of the few practices that have stayed with me for four years and years. Like I... I swear by it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That's me so. with uh, breath work. I love breath work. Yeah. Mm. What kind of breath work do, do you do? I like doing, uh, it's called shamanic breath work on the video I use where you breathe in and out through the mouth. And you do it for oh. like 45 minutes. <laughs> and I usually yeah. play like shamanic drumming. I also really like alternate nostril breathing. Yeah. You breathe in through the left and yeah. Yeah, to balance really also. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and um, like with the shamanic uh, breath work and like the, the breathing through the mouth um, is really powerful. So for your emotions, right? I don't know mm-hmm. how you experience mm-hmm. that, but like yeah. going back to what we we're saying before, like working through your triggers and your fears, like yeah. having a physical practice like that is uh, can be really so helpful. Yeah. Do, mm-hmm. do you like work through your emotions like that as well? Yeah, I, I like to do um, just like allowing myself to cry if that comes up. Or mm. um, since we both, we've probably, we're both in a shape, one of Ashe's containers, right? Are you in orgasmic abundance? No, I'm in the quantum year. Okay. I did orgasmic abundance last year and she had a sacred rage practice. Maybe she gave it to, maybe she did something like that for you too. Not yet. Yeah. I like doing that too, where you basically like, um, you like punch pillows and you say no. And you like, do like very like static, like masculine energy type of poses. Like those two things have been really powerful for me. It's like, yeah. my, as a kid, I was very angry about a lot of things, but it wasn't safe for me to express that anger. So like mm. that's been recently like coming out a lot. I'm like, wow, I have all this rage in my body. <laughs> and it's so healthy, right? Because 
again, also many, many people who experience burnouts, they're the ones who cannot say no. They're the ones who cannot put yeah. their boundaries. Mm-hmm. And I always say that all of our emotions are sacred and they're here for a reason. There are no right or wrong emotions. And anger is directly correlated to your ability to set boundaries because when you mm. cannot feel your anger inside of your body, you, you, you also won't be able to feel that urge from the inside that says, actually, no, no. Like even when you just say, no, you can feel in my voice, right? There's no, like there's a, there's a little tiny little bit of anger, angry energy. Mm-hmm. And I've had so many clients and I was like that myself. That I just always said, yeah, I'm just not an angry person. You know, everything's okay with me mm. and I'm happy when others are happy. And I literally could not feel my anger. And mm-hmm. in the process, the journey that followed was not like, oh, here's the five steps to, to you know, go through anger. No, like there were a few like pretty ugly moments where all of a sudden, you know, like you say, I... I could feel my angry anger anger coming like at the beginning a little bit. And then all of a sudden I started to realize like, fuck, I let this person walk over me for all my life or mm. oof. And, but having a, a physical practice to, to let these feelings again pass through is mm-hmm. so empowering because then you can, you can come back to a neutral place where you can actually feel the, the smaller signs of anger right so you feel mm-hmm. like hey wait a second this really doesn't feel right no i'm not gonna say yes actually no point yeah and if you cannot so so i i, I help my clients also uh to to learn to feel that you know to really feel and feel where is my no in my body for example like mm. where do you feel that and so many of us are so mentally oriented that we actually have no clue and we're like where's it in my body like uh, i don't know but mm-hmm. once we know and once we know also like where's our yes in our body like where do i feel like oh yeah i want this it's the simplest thing right but it's yeah. so yeah. it's so 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 powerful and so important in this in this mental world to be mm-hmm. in our body mm-hmm. even when it's not comfortable yeah and then sometimes as women like how you mentioned earlier how like we can get cut off from our feminine because we live in this very like masculine world um in my own experience i felt like i was very cut off from my feelings like Mm. right right now the relationship i'm in when we first started dating he's very connected to his feminine so he would ask me like how are you feeling and like be actually interested and I'm like, mm. I don't know how to answer that question. <laughs> mm, yeah, of course. And I feel like now, now that I see it now and I'm working with divine feminine stuff, I'm like, whoa, three years ago when he asked me that question, that was like my beginning of diving into feminine work. I just didn't know that that's what it was. <laughs> yeah, that's amazing, right? To to see also like where you are now and, and, and where you've been and it can, yeah, it's going to open up so many so many beautiful doors and again i think we because we are in such a rational hustling you know mm-hmm. masculine oriented world which just to be clear the masculine inherently like the divine masculine is beautiful and we need him and we need that mm-hmm. energy but when we're either in a wounded masculine energy of domination overpowering force or when we just 
forget our feminine altogether or both, then the problems arise. And what you said before, like um, how you were cut off, like from your intuition and your, you know, your feelings that same, like when I, in the corporate world, one of my biggest struggles was that I'm a (laughs) super sensitive being Mm -hmm. and as I, you know, I had my first awakenings many years before that. So I was open to all of those things. But when I wanted to express something, I felt like I constantly had to give the three bullet points or the five reasons or the six arguments for, you know, I was a consultant. So everything is in bullet points and personality <laughs> and whatever for, for why I was trying to feel what I was what I was feeling or why I wanted to share what I was sharing and many times it was just like this what we're doing right now just really doesn't feel right you know Mm. but in in the corporate world in most places like in some places like my 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 last company that I worked you know was amazing but but still with with our clients and with the the corporates that I worked for like that's not something that is generally accepted or appreciated or or um, Mm -hmm. because we are so in we want to be in control right and feelings are not something that you can control intuitions is not something that you can control so that's the the journey to move from control to trust Mm. and the more you can trust yourself the more you can trust the universe again little by little by like one little stone is already a lot uh, in the beginning the more things can flow, like the more money can flow, the more love mm-hmm. can flow, the more excitement or passion in your relationship or whatever, whatever it might be. But um, yeah, I was also very, very stuck in that rational, rational um, world or mode. Mm-hmm. It can be very blocking for our intuition. Yeah, definitely. It's yeah. interesting too how like the reason why the world is in this state is to make money and have like success and stuff like that but inviting those like feminine qualities supports that as well and like the systems we're in now are actually going to sabotage what we want like we can't keep doing certain things because it's just good it's going to lead to burnout (laughs) whether it's people burning out whether it's the earth burning out whether it's like literally the forest burning out like it's it's not sustainable and um i read this thing it might have been in um women who run with the wolves or maybe in another book where she was talking about how like tribes used to have like the men would go out and hunt but there were women in charge who would tell the men when to stop hunting so that nature could rejuvenate herself Mm. so that the animals they're hunting can repopulate themselves and I think that's what's missing right now in our society like we don't have that rejuvenation for people who are working nine to five because they're working Monday through Friday nine to five two weeks vacation if they're lucky and like natural resources we're just constantly taking and taking and taking and taking and it's it's wild that it's not sustainable like when you can really see it even on a logical level like you would think they would understand on a logical level that it's just not it's gonna Mm. we're gonna be forced to have to invite more feminine qualities into how we operate (laughs) i 
got the goosebumps through what you're just saying. Like, and you know, I I always like sometimes I have clients who will come to me and they they feel like they're crazy. You know, they're like, why can everybody do this and not me? Like, I'm so tired, I'm exhausted, or I'm, and they think I'm crazy. And I tell them, uh, knock knock, we're animals. We are mm. literally like honestly, yeah, like. People may may think I'm crazy when I say this, but we are animals. Like we are designed to, you know, to make love, to to go, to get an inner urge of like, oh, I'm hungry. Oh, let's go hunt, <laughs> you know, or the men or whatever. And to, to lie around and to make some food. And and we're living in this insane like matrix or, or illusion that we've put on ourselves where we're like, I need to sit behind the desk and produce, produce, produce to be worthy of what yeah. like yeah, of love like that's the inner inner thing but we're animals and there's nothing wrong with you if you feel like you need rest or there's nothing wrong with you if you feel like my god i wish you could take a couple of months off because you're mm-hmm. actually supposed to be 50 50 you know in in action and in in being in masculine and in feminine mm-hmm. and it's it's madness what we're doing like it's yeah it's madness yeah. and it's just because of our our ego because we feel worthy and we feel powerful uh when we produce 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 and it's sometimes i'm i'm laughing with my partner like that once you start to see that literally it's everywhere like our 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 wounding like our ego how it's driving literally everything yeah. you know from a war to a forest fire to a fight between friends it's Mm -hmm. and this is you know the work again to liberate to awaken ourselves and to realize hey all the answers are are inside of me and if i have no more stuff inside of me if i'm i'm no longer being i mean we will never be 100% enlightened maybe in this life but (laughs) if i start liberating myself then everything around us uh, benefits right mm-hmm. oh, and this uh, conversation so beautiful <laughs> right we could talk on for hours <laughs> so i have a few like rapid fire questions i'd like to do at the end and then we'll share yes. where people can find you online cool okay so first one is what does self-love mean to you hmm I could talk for hours, but the first thing that comes might might feel and sound ridiculous. But one of my love languages is touch. Mm-hmm. I don't know if your audience knows about love languages. Otherwise, definitely Google it because it's so good to know your love languages. Uh, f- so for me, it's like holding space for myself and loving myself with everything that's there. Mm-hmm. The ugliness, the beauty, the oh, the the successful launch, the failed launch, and not like loving myself even more in those dark places. And sometimes I, I love to do it, like even like literally, like physically, like giving myself a hug, you know, can ask my partner, I can, but for me, it's my inner child really feels loved when, you know, my parents were always joking when I was a kid, like, oh my God, you want so many hugs, but yeah, it's just, <laughs> I love that. So, yeah. and I can give that to myself also. So yeah, I would say, loving myself both the beautiful parts and the shadows and that is a life journey that is sometimes working out perfectly and sometimes it's harder 
and that's yeah. the that's life right yeah i love that okay next one um finish this phrase the way to my heart is mm, chocolates <laughs> <laughs> i love this uh, one because it always is a fun answer <laughs> yeah I, I was like chocolate yeah. always a fun not. answer <laughs> i mean yeah chocolates definitely and like authenticity like the real mm. the real you yeah. whatever that may be like the yeah. real you it's i mean you know poof, my heart just opens <laughs> yeah when do you feel most alive oh ooh. i get like a, a feeling like an image of like opening and being maybe on my bike or my scooter in you know with someone you know that can be a friend that can be my partner that mm -hmm. i love like on an, on an adventure Ooh. um but it can also be literally you know being in a in a cuddle in the bed in a in a moment where i'm feel really really present or making love or um whatever but what came first is this this adventure feeling of something new yeah expensive mm -hmm. yeah, so okay last be... one <laughs> yes what's your favorite part about being a woman mm, oh wow i love that one mm. oof i i can i can already feel uh like almost some some tears you know inside because it's been a really really long journey to to actually love that and it's still mm. in process but I would say my my body, mm. my body because I I I hated her for so long, so mm. many parts of her, like everything was wrong with her so much, and yeah, literally it can still bring tears to my eyes, both for myself as well as all of us, how much we hate our bodies. Yeah. But learning to love her to find pleasure through her to find my intuition through her to find you know my answer to my life's questions through her um yeah it's huge um i'm super grateful to to her to my body that she's still with me in yeah. spite of all the harsh words i've told her and in spite of all the like burning her out literally like ignoring her for so long that i that i that I burnt her out and yeah I guess that's why and also in my burnout I I said okay I'm gonna listen to you now it's gonna might not be easy and I might fail at it sometimes but that's for me is again that gateway to awakened living to listen to the wisdom of your body and step by step everything is gonna flow from there she's not our enemy she's just here to lead us to our our highest path our biggest potential and her soul and it's a journey that I, I will I'm still on and I'm learning so much every single day but uh, I'm grateful for the ride mm. <laughs> thank you so much for sharing that <laughs> thank you thank you so much for having me and yeah. for all of your listeners who are amazing women who are on this journey of expressing themselves and and finding and living their their highest life like I'm I bow to all of us and I hug all of us in, in circle. Oh. Uh, doing an amazing job. And where can they find you online? Yes, uh, they can find me. My my company is called My Rumia. So my is like the English word M-Y and Rumia is R-U-M-I-A. It's the Tahitian word for for the creation, the holding of space for both the light and the dark. 
So my Rumia means like my safe space, my, my safe space to, to be me. Uh, so Rumia is R-U-M-I-A. And I'm on Instagram at myRumia. Uh, my website is myRumia.com. And um, yeah, I would love to connect with your people. I'll be doing a, a free masterclass again soon. So they can find all about that on my Instagram. Um, and I would love to connect. Beautiful. I'll put those links in the show notes. Thank you so much. Thank you so much. Oh, thank you. I have tears in my eyes. <laughs> mm, yes, me too. My heart is like open and, and like you found the way to my heart. Thank you for tuning in to this episode of Openly Spoken. I know that there's an abundance of content online, so I really appreciate you giving me your ears today. If this episode shifted something for you, please share this with a friend and slash or write us a podcast review if you're listening to this on iTunes so that more people can find this. If anything shifted for you from this episode that you want to have a conversation about, I would love to hear from you. Just send me a DM over on Instagram at selfexpressedbabe and that is in the show notes. Thanks again for tuning in and I'll see you next time.